Advent is a multi-layered feast of the senses. It is a visual feast of deep blues and muted pinks and purples. It is a nasal feast as we inhale the scents of melting wax, sanctifying the days through the lighting of candles and the burning of incense. It is a tactile feast as our knees meet the leather and velvet of confession, exchange the peace by handshake, wave, kiss, and hug. It is a feast both honeyed and sharp as we receive Christ anew in bread and wine tinged by death and resurrection. And finally, it is an auditory feast as we hear Christ the word proclaimed in scripture and song. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This prophetic news is soaked in God's urgent desire to escort the ancient Judeans out of exile back to their homeland, dwelling in a place of fulsome peace, free from the displacement and disorientation that it defined years past. St. John the Baptist holds this urgent news in mind when he appears in the wilderness announcing the coming reign of God. How is this reign, though, this invasion of mercy entered? Through a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. A clunky phrase that means something relatively uncomplicated. An immersion in water for people who are ready for a new world. For people ready for a new life for a fresh experience of God, for people ready for a complete reorientation in heart, body, and society. That's all repentance is, no matter what you hear from the TV preachers. It's a change of course. And amongst first century Palestinian Jews, forgiveness of sin was a euphemism for freedom from exile, a return to their ancestral homeland, an end to Roman occupation. Are you ready? The camel skin wearing, wild honey eating prophet asks his audience, then follow me into the river. Notice, John's venue, the wilderness, that recurring literary device throughout the Bible and church history. It is into the wilderness that Jesus' ancestors go, leaving Egypt behind. It is in the wilderness that they dwell for 40 years, relying on God's gracious gifts of manna and quail. What a diet! led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. 
St. John the Baptist makes these distant stories present by embarking upon his own trek into the wilderness, to that parched place apart from the sinners of power, to that place apart from doing and going, to that place of intimacy with God, where it is somewhat obvious that the quail and manna are divine gift not something human beings have pieced together through our own ingenuity. The wilderness is the in-between, the staging ground, the land of transformation and radical dependence upon God. It's appropriate to begin Advent in the wilderness It is good to punctuate spiritual autopilot of the sacred calendar with the harsh, arid reality of life with God. I say this because even when your health, your finances, your relationships, or your employment are out of sorts and you've lost the illusion of control and the trappings of power, God is there beside you with you, speaking tenderly to you and to your situation. St. John the Baptist, the Egyptian desert contemplatives, and faithful people throughout history have intuited that the wilderness is where we go, where we are, when we need to be reminded of who and whose we are. What is your wilderness today? What is your wilderness today? If you can answer that question, then you can also locate the place where God is meeting, is waiting to meet you, speak tenderly to you, and carry you home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.